Hi, I'm Colleen, your host of The Good News Podcast. And I'm Neil, the other host. The Good News Podcast is your source for good news, fun stories, auditory delight, and sonic joy. We're bringing all of this goodness to you from the Cards Against Humanity studios in Chicago. So today on our show, we're joined by Heather Owen. She is the executive director of a dog no-kill shelter here in Chicago called One Tail at a Time. She founded One Tail at a Time in 2008 while she was attending law school. I think we're good. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. Yeah, let's let's jump into it. Go for it, Colleen. Okay. Uh, so Heather, thank you for being here. Who did you bring with you? I brought my dog, Trout. Can you tell us about Trout? Yeah, so I've actually only had him for about two months. He was found running as a stray in Kentucky. No one came for him at the Kentucky shelter, so we brought him up to One Tail at a Time in Chicago. He was my foster dog, and he never left. We hear that story a lot, like, I foster a dog, and now he's just mine. Yeah. How did, I mean, you work with dogs and see dogs that need to be fostered all the time. What was special about Trout? So I was specifically looking. I had lost my dog in April, Uh so I had been fostering with the hopes of finding the next match. And so he was my fourth foster And I had a couple criteria. You know, I needed him to get along with other dogs and be good with people. And um, I wanted an outdoor adventure buddy. And he just checked all the boxes. And he's just pretty great. So he stayed. He's pretty cute. I like him. He's friendly. Can you describe him physically? Uh, what, what does he look like when when you look at Trout? What do you what do you describe him as? So to me, he looks like a like a perfect mash of a Great Pyrenees and a Saint Bernard, mm. but kind of a smaller version. So he's still a puppy. So I'm like we do weekly weigh-ins to see how much he's grown because I would like for him to be very big. But right now he's seventy six point four pounds. Was the last weigh-in? <laughs> That's that seems gigantic. To yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. To me, it's it's a little on the small side, but we'll see what. That's happens. more than my four year. <laughs> when I look at Trout, he feels very scrappy to me. He feels mm-hmm. like he could be riding a train for whatever reason I imagine <laughs> like him Like a hobo? You think he's a hobo I dog? don't think he's a hobo. He just seems like he's a working dog. Yeah, he could kind of get into anything. Yeah, totally. he's scrappy, scrappy. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah, he's very handsome. Tough cookie. Yeah. Heather, one of the things we wanted to ask you about is how do people know when they're ready to adopt. How do they know that it's ready for their family, for their house, for their life? Yeah, that's a a great question and a big question. I think it's different for everyone. I think that basically you just need to have some very base things like time to care for an animal. You know, you need to be able to dedicate time to training and socialization and just giving them love. Um, You need to have the right space. I mean, there's very technical things like you need to make sure your apartment allows dogs. Like that's a a pretty basic one. Also, are you ready to make that commitment to an animal that's going to be with you for um, potentially a very long time? But I also think that there is this misconception that you need to have a huge space with a fenced-in yard and you can't work a regular job and you need to, you know, have read all these books. I don't think so. I think you could sort of just jump into it so long as you're ready to learn and be part of that process of making that animal feel comfortable with you. Mm, That's so nice. And to me, that sounds like you just got to be ready to love. Got to be ready to open that heart. (laughs) I'm curious to know, uh, you are in sort of such a like heartfelt space in the world. I mean, adopting and fostering and helping animals find homes is such a big job. What sort of drew you to this kind of work? Because I had read that you were in law school when you started One Tail at a Time. Uh, Are you not practicing? 
I'm not practicing as of three years ago. I left my career as an attorney to rescue dogs. <laughs> yeah. And can you tell us about that leap? I mean, sure. I mean, I'm on board. You yeah. do that. <laughs> it was so everyone always asked, was that hard? No, it was very easy. Yeah. yeah that seems like an easy move. This is way more fun. Well, I was doing dog law. <laughs> Canine law. So I did start it in law school and it, law school is a bubble. Anyone in graduate school or law school or anything like that, you know, it's a bubble and it, it feels really weird to be disconnected and have your nose in the book. So I wanted to do something outside of that to feel connected to the world. And I did it and I just loved this aspect of community work and building and programming and connecting with people and dogs. And it just grew and grew. I never let go of it. I never left. And then it came to a point where I was like, okay, well, I could actually make this a really good big thing and grow it or I can keep practicing law. Mm. Yeah. This might be a question that doesn't have a, a clean answer, but I wonder if there is a skill that you feel like you got from law school or practicing law that you are using pretty regularly in in your current phase of life. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question. I mean, I did just use my negotiating skills to negotiate a lower rent for a new building we have. Heck so yeah. that was cool. That I was counts. like, oh, my God, the student loans were worth it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did it. <laughs> I think that public speaking aspect of being a trial attorney helped because I am comfortable talking to many different types of people. But other than that, I sort of feel like I had to scrap a lot of things mm. because it's sort of more about being honest than, you know, picking your facts Um where did the dogs come from that come into One Tail? All over the place, but there are lots of shelters. In Chicago, there's two main shelters that we call open access, which means anyone can go drop off a dog or any strays can go in there. So those shelters are not equipped to deal with all the animals that come in. So our job is to go in and sort of relieve them of some of that burden. And how many do you take in at a time? So we can go in a shelter and take 10 at a time or just one at a time. It totally depends. We're averaging rescuing about 65 dogs a month now. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's, That's a lot. Huge. That's a yeah. lot of dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a month. Crazy. Yeah. Two dogs a day. That's great. If you're interested in checking out the dogs that are available for adoption on One Tail at a Time, please visit onetail.org. Listening. Do you have good news? Awesome. Or maybe you want to tell us a joke or idea? That's amazing. Email us at goodnews at cardsagainsthumanity.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 773-217-0156. You can also tweet us at the Good News Pod. And if you love the Good News Podcast, review us on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Most of our music is by Poddington Bear. Same place, same time, tomorrow.